Welcome to the Horse Conversation Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to have conversations about our relationship with horses and how we can form a kind understanding to be the change in the equestrian world. My name is Carolina and I am your host and the creator behind Horse Conversations. I have broad hands-on experiences from all around Europe and I'm also studied in psychology and equine behavior. But this project really comes from the heart and I hope that you enjoy these conversations at least as much as I do. Welcome to the next episode of the Horse Conversation podcast. This is already the eighth episode and I'm really thankful that you're here, that you tuned in again and that you're supporting me with this project. In this episode, I want to talk to you about the change I want to see in the equestrian world. I have no idea how long this episode is going to be because this one is a very important episode for me, this topic. And I want to talk to you freely about what my opinion is and what we need to discuss publicly to actually make a change in the equestrian world. What leads me to this topic and why I want to talk about it now is that I saw some horses today when I was on the road and uh, this was in a very nice area um, in the Netherlands where are a lot of natural parks and people like to go on on hacks outside with their horses. So I saw some people riding today and unfortunately what I see a lot is horses being taken outside for, you know, what I would expect being a nice comfortable hack. And I see a lot of horses behind the vertical and with drop nose bands and very tensed reins. So um, this kind of triggered me and it made me feel sad that I have to see this image, not even not inside the dressage ring, but even outside when you go for a nice comfortable hack. And then I thought about, okay, but what would I like to see when I go outside? What would I like to see in the world, in the equestrian world, that would make me feel at least comfortable enough to not see pain every day, everywhere I go? First of all, I want to talk about what needs to change, in my opinion. So it, it's not all bad, you know, we tend to um, kind of be very critical about the whole equestrian world. And when we get into these discussions, um, people defend themselves or the sport like we're against everything. But that's, of course, not true. Everyone has its own opinion on this. And I want to clarify what I think needs to change and uh, what's already is going into the right direction. So also the positive points. So I don't think everything is bad as it is. Um, the equestrian world, of course, is a very old tradition and we've come from far. So as a society, we are growing into our morality, into our empathy, and we're still doing so. So even if we see things happening today that most of us maybe not agree with um, and some people don't seem to have a problem with it and it, it seems bad but when we look at it in retrospect we can say we grew a lot and we're going towards the right direction so keep that in mind when you maybe feel sometimes a little bit um, gloomy about the whole uh, equestrian world or even the animal world and the animals we keep that said, there has been a lot of discussions in the recent weeks or month and I think it all started um, burning up again after the last Olympics where we had these terrible images from the Pentathlon and 
how this went around the world and even outside the Christian world, how the public reacted to it. So since then, a lot of a lot of is happening, um, especially with what the public is demanding. In what can we still, um, where can we still be okay with horses or animals being shown or used for profit? And the horse sport, of course, is a big sector in this. So people are talking about taking the horses out of the Olympics, or maybe even banning the whole sports. And that, of course, has um, a lot of, of waves that are coming from this, from both sides. There are people that are um, against this and people that are uh, for it. And, of course, the people that are involved in the sport are very furious about this because you don't want to get your, uh, want to be forbidden. You know, it's, it's your sport, maybe it's your whole identity. And I think we as a Christians, even if we're not in the sport, we kind of can have um, a feeling for this. If something would be forbidden that you really love to do. Uh, and it's it's not about if they really love the horses or just the sport. Let's put that aside first. So also in the Netherlands, there has been recent development of um, topics about um, the whole agriculture and things that might get forbidden in the future and people are very furious about this and they don't want the government to make rules about how we want to um, yeah how we want to live what what we choose to have in our life as a lifestyle so also for us as Christians it would be it would be something you know if they decide to uh, ban the whole horse sport like how how far would they go? Where do they see the line of leisure horses and and pleasure horses to sport horses? So it's a very sensitive topic we all have to be involved in somehow. And my point in this is that being dogmatic never helped anyone and it doesn't make uh, the cases easier. So as big institutions tend to um, make rules one for everyone, uh, because it's of course easier and it's otherwise it's not 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 to handle you cannot control everybody uh, every individual but I think that rules should not be put upon us from above um, especially when they're for the better and you can argue with morals a lot but in my opinion morals always have to come from the inside so we have to teach children we have to uh, teach people what the right thing is and even the word right you know is something that you cannot put in one definition and everybody has another opinion about it but having it about morals and ethics in with animals we can uh, look towards what we achieved so far in the science but also as a society where we came from and where we are now and that we do grant animals a feeling world so they do feel they do have emotions they can feel pain stress fear etc so when we grant them that we have to take that into account when we develop our morals and when we teach our children um, what can we do with animals and what shouldn't we do so i think this has to come from within the equestrian world has to change from within we we all have the responsibility to take care of the horses in the best sense for their uh, best welfare, not for ours, and that we have to make this change possible from the from the inside. But of course, 
this demand for change that comes from the public or even maybe from a lot of people inside the Christian world has its stand. So there are no ghosts in the Christian world that really need to change and they need to change fast. Otherwise, people will still be unhappy about it and they still see the images on television that make make us feel uncomfortable, that see the pain and the suffering from the horses. So what are these no-go's that we can change, that we need to change in the near future to show that the Equestrian world can change and that we are indeed interested in the welfare of the horses? And for me, there are some simple things that I think everybody should consider and if everybody would carry that inside them and maybe in the future carry that outside so it will be visible and people can recognize this and they see that this that their change is possible and there are alternatives that we can adapt to and let's start with just um, the headset of the horse the bridle so I think um, there should be no drop nose bands when I see horses outside or in the arena or in the television and they have these drop nose bands and you think about the head about the skull structure and where these nasal bones and these dropped nose bands are very dangerously low toward the end of the nasal bones. And this can cause a lot of discomfort and pain. And they're not necessary. So there are nose bands that are not that low. So why not choose them? This would be the first thing, for example, that I want to see to change. I don't want to see dropped nose bands anymore, including the flash strap. And I know there has been a lot of discussion that some horses might need it because they put their tongue over the bit. And um, there are a lot of misconceptions about um, the use of the flash strap and what it actually does. And I don't want to go into this now because this will make this episode so much longer. So just let's keep it with the dropped nose bands and the pressure on the nasal bones. There should be no harsh bits because it is possible to do everything you want to do with a horse with just a simple bar or double broken bit. You can do dressage and show jumping in a double broken bit. You can. It's not about if you can or not. It's about it's a choice and what you learned and how much training you put into your horse and into your communication to be able to just use a simple headset and a simple setup. I also don't want to see hackamores with leverage. So... Especially when it comes to discussion of bit or not bitted. Um, a lot of people say hackamores are not better and they're absolutely right. If you have a hackamore with big shanks, they're not better because that's the same topic as I said with the drop nose band. Here we have the pressure on the nasal bones again. So it still works with pressure. It still works with uncomfortable or even pain. So if you have a hackamore that has these flower shapes or this wheel shape, that would be totally fine. But the hackamores with the long shanks, I say it's a no-go. Any kind of side reins or lunging aids that fixate the head in a certain setting, in a certain posture, it's just not necessary. Again, it's the same with a simple bit. It's a question whether you are trained enough, your horse is trained enough, and you put enough effort into bringing the right headset to your horse with willingness and cooperation so the horse finds the frame themselves because they are able and willing to do so and not because they are forced with some leather straps. That's the same point. I also don't want to see horses behind the vertical and in dressage it's not even unnecessary. It's also 
not what dressage is about if you get into it. So if you're riding dressage, make sure you're not behind the vertical, be on the vertical or slightly in front. And if you don't do dressage, there is absolutely no need for your horse to be somewhere on the vertical. Some people might say, yeah, but they needed to bring the back up and be healthy. And they, maybe you're right. But again, this can be also slightly in front of the vertical. And this should be taught for the horses willingly and being able to go into this frame with their whole body and their whole mind. So if you're just a leisure rider and you go hacking a lot or do just your thing in the arena and your horse is so strong in the mouse and he pulls and you pull back so you end up behind the vertical, there's something wrong with the training and you should go back and maybe ask a trainer to help you with this because it's really not good for your horse. It's unhealthy and it will damage him in the long run. And it also says a lot about your communication and your trust level if you need to pull these reins for control. So not only for sportive motives, but only for control. I also see too many not fitting saddles. There's this huge thing in the riding community that people rarely uh, call professionals in to get their saddle fitted. They just do these half measurements, okay, this saddle should fit somehow. And this is a huge mistake because saddles should be fitted perfectly. There are so many saddles that are not fitted. There are so many saddles that are too small and people add um, more cushioning or anything that makes the whole story worse. So make sure that your saddle is fitted um, there are so many horses that are girthy, there are so many white spots on the withers and this is a huge problem for the horse welfare in general. I also see a lot of these fleece and synthetic bandages um, that you put on the horse's legs or boots with this teddy fur um, and these are materials that cannot breathe so they trap the heat in the ligaments and this will cause damage to your horse's leg. So there, there has been studies that are proving this and I think it's really important because a lot of horses struggle with ligament injuries in the long run um, and maybe this could be one factor contributing to this. And I also think a lot of people do it for fashion reasons and not because they really need the protection um, for the horse's ligaments. Another point would be iron shoes. So I'm not 100% against iron shoes. I'm not being dogmatic here, but I see so many horses being shot that actually don't need it. And it's it's a strain for the horse's uh, hoof, but also for the horse itself, for the ligaments, for the whole body. It's a strain to carry iron shoes and to have this impact on the muscles and bones compared to bare hoof horses. So if your horse doesn't need it for medical reasons, you should just go and find a good bare hoof trimmer that can guide you with the process and make uh, your horse go bare hoof because it's better for his health and welfare in the long run. If you think my horse needs protection because the hooves are getting too short, um, too easily because you're in work a lot, there are also other options nowadays. You have hoof boots and you also have glue-on shoes and um, so many other options than iron shoeing. Another fashion thing is about the outward appearance of horses and I'm not going to talk about clipping or anything but pulling hair is something that is so outdated. It's so sad that I have to mention it even because pulling your hair of course does hurt. There's no animal in this universe that 
does not feel the pulling of a hair. We can just stop pulling hair because we have invented scissors, we should use them. And of course, I would say you should go do groundwork regularly because this will help you with your communication, this will help you with your relationship, this will help the horse to gain confidence, to be physically prepared for riding and overall give him the opportunity to interact with you freely or go hand walking so he can explore the surrounding without having to carry a rider all of the time. So overall groundwork does bring a lot of benefits to your horse life and also bodywork. So I would say for a good welfare and for... Uh, ethical horse training, keeping, sporting, etc. It's necessary to keep your horse's body in check with a professional or you do it yourself if you're a little bit trained in it to keep him relaxed and look for sourness or any other issues in the body he might have from being an athlete. So if you can give him that regularly, it will help to keep the welfare. And lastly, of course, when we have it about welfare and management, uh, all horses should have the opportunity to have turnout at least eight hours a day and to have access to hay um, and friends and freedom. Of course, we talked about this already. So this is for me just the absolute basis. And one thing to add is we should all keep a good eye on the guts of our horses because there have been some studies and apparently like 90% of all horses have ulcers and gut issues. Even my horse has it and I think it's really important to be preventive even with this but also just in case help them to heal their guts to have a really calm and healthy guts that don't interfere with your horses, happiness, welfare, and even with the achievements in the sport. And I guess there will be much more change needed, <laughs> even though this already sounded like a lot. And if you're asking yourself, how can we make this change possible for everyone? And what can guide us in this huge mountain of task we have in front of us? And I would say the most important thing is that we ourselves have the willingness to communicate with each other, not only to communicate with our horses and take their opinion for valuable so they, that we listen to them when there's something wrong, but also to be talking to each other and to not have this polarization going on, to not be two fronts clashing against each other from the sports and the leisure horses or whatever stance you might have. So let's let's be open, let's listen to each other. Uh, we all should be able to learn and to listen without judgment, even the Air Plus community. I wish there would be so much less gatekeeping for alternatives in the horse world. So self-growth is a huge part when we want to make change possible. If you want to develop a moral compass and ethics, you have to grow inside you. We need this moral compass to guide us with, with empathy and we need to acknowledge that horses are very well able to feel and experience the world similar as we do. So we have to grant them that. These aspects of psychological and physiological welfare, similar as we do this with our dogs nowadays, and maybe even similar as we do it with ourselves. So my point is with this episode to create this, this basis, this room, this space to have discussions from all sides without judgment. 
So I don't want the sport to be forbidden. I don't want anyone to put rules upon us whether we should keep horses or ride them or not. As I said before, I don't believe that we should have this put upon us from from above, but we all should be able to grow inside us and have the morals that come from within. And with that, I believe that this sport can change. I believe that we can change and that we can even compete with horses that are happy and healthy. I believe if we come back to what's important, we can cut the tag in half, go minimal and natural, we can form a new basis for future questions, but also for today. That we can show the public and ourselves that it's possible to have a friend that cooperates willingly. So with that said, you can begin today to make a change. It doesn't have to be big. You can just start with trusting your horse more. You can just start with letting go of control a little bit. You can start slow and you can start small. But you have to start. You have to do something. Everybody has a responsibility to make this change happen. I for sure have not covered it all and have not said all I wanted to say. (laughs) But this episode is long enough for now. So this is my stance on the change I want to see in this world. I hope you found this episode still informational or interesting or maybe it touched you even a little bit and it could help to change just something in your life or in someone else's life that you might want to talk about. So if you have questions, if you want to give me feedback or you just want to talk about this or you sometimes even feel blue with how these things are going at the moment, feel free to contact me. You can write me on my Instagram. You can also check out my website and send me an email. And if you want to learn more, you can go to my Patreon and subscribe with a very small fee. And there are so many videos up already that can guide you on your own journey with your horse. So thank you for listening and I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye.